Hey, I'm Gerard DiPeralta. And I'm Kevin Peterson. I'm Ryan Benoit, and this is Serial Podcast 9. So today we're talking about seat time versus building a sick car. What do you need to do? And what should you do? Let's talk. I feel, I feel like you do know because you've done it several times. <laughs> and you, well, I mean, we have, we have maybe slightly different opinions, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like this is all going to be very much in the same ballpark. <laughs> and that's why we're all friends is because we have probably the one thing that unites us besides having cats is that, <laughs> and we don't sit around and talk about cats. It's the fact that we all like dope drift cars. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, that settles that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good night, but guys. At, okay. Okay. But as a newbie, like you're just getting in, you know what I mean? You're just getting into drifting you're like i need a car like what do i do yeah. if, if do you, i do a one-year build or do i just buy something be yeah. a better drifter like that i think that's the the question you know what was your first car kevin my first cool car was a 1986 toyota corolla ae86 ae86 drove the absolute living shit out of that car forever i remember i got coilovers that was my first mod Super excited about that. And then like a while later, like a long while later, I saved up and I got an LSD. When did you first take the Corolla to the track? And what mods did you have done to it when you went and like pursued drifting? Okay, so I I lied. My first mod wasn't coilovers. Um, (laughs) This is uh, bombshell. Bombshell. Yeah, no, I just remember this right now because this is hilarious. So, um, you know, bought the Corolla, was all stoked, had some money left to burn. What do I do? Take out the interior, buy Takata harnesses. <laughs> Two or Completely, what? One, obviously uh, one, because okay, they were seven hundred dollars or whatever they were. You know what I mean? Like, completely stock Corolla, <laughs> stock seat, no interior, Takata harness. Yeah, I was living the dream. Honestly, no, I just drifted on the street for a long time before I went to an event because there were no events back then. Yeah. And then like the first event there was, I went to it and uh the strut of my car ripped out from the top hat. That was the first event. That was the first event. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Gerard, same question. <laughs> what was your first car or what was your first drift? Okay, well, I'm older than God, so my first car was a Volvo GT. Uh, I was rear wheel drive, it was manual, and I definitely one hundred percent drifted that thing. But back then, it wasn't really called drifting. Like, this was, I don't even know what year that was, man, 1993, 94. So it was, like, pretty much, like, you know, we called it power sliding or sliding around or whatever you want to call it, fishtailing. But, you know, that's, like, kind of all I did in that car. It was always raining here. So it was just, you know, had 130 horsepower. But it was a fairly well-balanced car, and it slid around a lot. But there were no events. I mean, we would go to Lot D and drift in the dirt and drift in the rain and all that stuff and that was my first car but then uh yeah and then i had numerous other cars but i also had an a86 at one point but never went to any events in any of those cars because i mean the events didn't start till when was that event kevin i want to say it was like oh three maybe yeah oh three yeah i had the i had the ae in like like 99 2000 like i just slid around on the street and stuff and like you know i thought it was sick but yeah, there was no like drift events. I took it drag racing one time, but that's about it. So my first drift car uh, was an MX-83 Cressida that I put a 1J in and had a welded diff and coilovers. So that was my, it was a $100 car, but like, yeah, I built that car as 
a JZX81, and that was my first like drift car. I can tell you what my first car was. It's not a It is. You can just cut it out later. Yeah, it was a 1993 <laughs> Mazda MX3 V6. Yo, Presidia? Yeah. And then I put six sounding car. And then I put 17 inch TSW molas on it. Actually, oh, I, started, nice. I started with Revo. Jordan loves TSWs. Anyway, that was my first. And then I bought a 180 that I tried drifting in and then started doing media instead. So, yeah, I guess the question is should you just go buy a car? that you can that is capable and just go drive it or should you you know spend all this time building some car that you know may be sick but like maybe is unnecessary like what do you need to learn to drift and what's more important to have the car that is sick or to have seat time in some car that is good enough let's ask kevin uh i think that's all dependent upon your end goal but like i i I come from like the seat time i would say half of the argument uh, yeah, I feel that like the time in the car is super important. You can kind of outdrive a poorly set up car, if you will. If you're a really great driver, you can hop into a variety of cars and drive them. Also, like learning to drive a car that isn't set up properly is going to take you forever to learn how to drive. So I don't know. There's like a million ways to look at it, you know. So I remember seeing Kevin at a drift event in that 886 and like, you know, yeah, it was definitely drifting. Uh, you know, he was a very good driver. But I mean, the car had like maybe fucking 80 horsepower, 100 horsepower or something. And like, yeah, he was driving the living shit out of that car. But it was like, it's kind of lame. Like, it was just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, okay, yeah, I mean, that's totally drifting. And at the same time, if he would have had, say, I don't know, like a JZX90, it would have been infinitely fucking sicker. You know what I mean? So first, I think we should change our intro theme to your impersonation of kevin's car that should be <laughs> the intro to the podcast <laughs> anybody who's had an aea6 yeah, knows exactly that sound knows well. exactly that sound yeah it's funny though because both of the drift cars that you guys took to the track are by modern standards super cool cars to own yeah we're going to give this advice to modern day people that don't have access to a time machine to go back and buy cars when they were affordable. Well, yeah. well I know what well, I'd buy today, we could, hands down. Yeah, like I mean, we could, yeah, we could so, talk about that too. Okay, I don't really know how to drift. And if I wanted to learn how to drift, I agree. You should probably learn how to drive before you build a car. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm on that sense. But then, so what would you buy to learn how to drive it? And I was like, ah, I just fucking build the Aristo and learn how to slide that, which is not... What I should do. That's very counter all of the advice I'd give someone. I would also highly recommend against that. Yeah. Yeah. But that is a car that I'd be like, well, I have it and I like it and that's what I want to drive. Yeah. Run what you brung. Because I know everybody now is super into like, I'll just get a BMW E36 and they're like, I'll just get that. It's like, I have no desire to watch anyone drift one of those cars. (laughs) Maybe I would have to drive one to understand it. But modern day now, what cars would you guys buy to get seat time in? Well, I don't know if you saw, but I just bought a seat time car. <laughs> so, no, I mean, you phoned me and told me about it. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I bought a G35 sedan. It does need a few things. Like, it needs to be manual swapped and stuff. But that, I mean, if I could find a six speed one, that's what I would buy G35 or 350Z, you know, any of those variants, uh, six speed, out of the box, pretty good car, it makes decent power, fairly light, you know, handles well, lots of parts. <laughs> 
Gerard's really driving home the point that he doesn't like Toyotas anymore. So that's great. Well, I mean, really, what's your what's your other choice? Is basically an IS three hundred. That's kind of the only the only thing you could possibly buy from Toyota that that has a manual transmission and it can even remotely drift. I actually no, I guess you could buy a BRZ or sorry, we keep saying BRZ FRS. Call G- it. GT86. And I mean, I cares. don't know. I've never tried to drift one, but I mean like I would assume uh, it's that very to similar. me is the the Corolla of yeah. that's the modern. It's got to be the modern day Corolla. But so why don't you give a shit about it then? If it's if you were Mr. Corolla back in the day, why wouldn't you be Mr. Corolla today? Uh, because I'd like to say I'm advanced beyond that. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, like the Corolla. I'm super glad I grew up and started with the Corolla. I think like driving the underpowered car teaches you all these fundamentals about how to properly drive when you have the power. And, you know, it's like, like when we started driving, it was like, there were, there, you know, people didn't have knuckles. That wasn't a thing, you know? Like, yeah. And like, so everybody drove without knuckles and then all of a sudden like knuckles were a thing. So it was like, okay, well now you can take it a bit further. And it's like, back then I had a friend who basically like threw a ton of money in, into a 240 hatch, like wide body wheels, coils, diff, like blacktop SR like seat steering wheel like everything all at once and then had like super shitty tires because he couldn't get new tires because he spent all his money on his car looped it in the rain and wiped the whole car out and it's like well maybe if you just kind of did things one step at a time instead of trying to jump full force into it you might have been better off you know because i kind of think that too like you, you know you have your car you do one mod, you do another, you see how it feels, you're, you, yeah. know, you drive it, you drive it at the limit, you drive it past the limit a couple of times, yeah. and you get used to it, you know? Like, Okay, so yeah, that's that's a good thing. So how do you feel about the guy who spends the year or two years building this fucking ridiculous car, the perfect car, he's got the knuckles, he's got the engine, he's got, you know, an LS, he's got Wisefab maybe even, I don't know, he's got all the stuff. He's, he has very very limited experience or none and like the, I, I, the dude that shows up at, at the event with like the craziest car and like just sucks <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like maybe that dude will get better quicker than that same dude with a shit a shitty car yeah. like maybe now he has the recipe to succeed like where's the other person going to do all like the, the like hard work and like learn how to do it without the proper tools. And then when given the tools, they could do a better job. Obviously I'm going to like hate on that dude. Like, <laughs> you know what so, I mean? Like a pro- I'm, I'll probably just hate on him because he sucks. Like no matter what, like, you know, you got the best car, you got the worst car you're spinning out and like taking up time on track. I hate you, you know? <laughs> and then even when he does get good, you'll just hold it against him that he used to suck. I remember that guy when he used to suck. <laughs> Okay, so so let me let me let me just say that then. I guess for you, my opinion would be, uh, I let I would like to have a certain level of car to get the seat time in. And I feel like there's been a few arguments here and there. It's all relative, like what your opinion of the baseline is or whatever. And I guess my baseline would be, let's call it like a JZX. So JZX eighty one, ninety, one hundred, one ten. That would be the car that I, if I could. Like, you know, like if we were in Japan, I would buy a JZX 110 and that would be my car to learn to drift on because it's got enough power, it's good size, it's sporty, and there's a lot of parts available for it. Buy a dope car to learn. But that, I think... Well, see, that's what I mean. It's relative. Like, it, yeah, it's a dope car because everyone thinks it's a dope car, but like, that's why those cars are popular because you can just buy them and go drifting. 
you know, you don't have to like build them or you don't have to like spend all this time learning how to like clutch kick 8,000 times to do one corner because, you know, it can just do it. It's a dope car because it is a dope car, essentially, right? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So to the guy who shows up at the track with a fully built car and no experience behind the wheel, it's like uh, trying to be a Pokemon trainer controlling a fucking Charizard. It's not a good thing, man. (laughs) Fucking can't do that. Noobs out there trying to control a Charizard. Here's my thing. I think it's about ego. I find this a lot is that, and I was like this when I was young. I liked cars the most out of my friends in high school. And because I was the person who liked cars the most, I therefore thought I would be a great driver. Because like, why wouldn't I be? I loved cars. I think people confuse passion for liking cars with actual like skill set of driving cars. Yeah. And we can have this conversation till the cows come home, but there's always somebody out there that feels they're the exception. Like, yeah, yeah. Seat time makes sense, but like I got I'm real good. I got natural talent, but I've never really driven. Realistically, I only know two people that I would say had like natural talent for drifting, like out of my close friends. And that was Carter Jackson. I was just gonna say. Yeah. And Jordan Hall. Those are the two that were like, oh, you guys can just drive and you make it seem easy. And it seems hard for everyone else to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily agree with what Kevin's saying that it's like you have the, it's like the tools. Man, if you don't fucking know how to use an air hammer or <laughs> what are you going to do with it, right? Like if you're buying a tool and you have no, no idea but, what it is. But if you yeah. never had the air hammer, you wouldn't even fucking, you know what I mean? You're sitting there with a, with a manual hammer and like. It's like, I imagine like if, you know, like, yeah, it's like a handsaw versus a chainsaw. Like, you know, if you have the chainsaw, you're going to fucking kill that tree way faster than if you have the handsaw, you know? But if you've used the handsaw, for years and years and years and you know how to do it properly then when you use the chainsaw you're gonna like just rip through it well maybe maybe the chainsaw is broken one day and you got to use the handsaw and if you didn't exactly. use and the that, handsaw in the first place now you, still have the, now you still have the skills exactly. Feels, seems wildly dangerous to just be using a chainsaw if you don't fully understand how dangerous it is <laughs> well that's, also, well, that's like a 600 buddy. horse it, ls exactly, car. Yeah, yeah, exactly what i'm we all agree then, wildly <laughs> dangerous to have the 600 horsepower WiseFab show up and just believe in yourself opposed to putting in the seat time. Well, I'll tell you what. Okay, so when we went to Final Boat in Chicago and like like I literally hadn't driven in eight years and I show up with like this Aristo and it's like pretty crazy. I would say in the field, it was like, you know, definitely unique and like pretty built and stuff. And I go out there and I'm like fully, fully sucking. And I'm just like, what the am i doing here like i don't even belong here but then yeah i got a couple of ride-alongs with Ilya and carter and stuff and then i got my groove back and i was like okay yeah i i remember how to do this but yeah i was totally that guy show up with like a crazy aristo spin out eight times on like the first lap or something and i was just like man like i'm getting clowned (laughs) but you came Uh, from a background of learning how to drive though right there's a difference of like yeah. remembering how to ride a bicycle yeah and I'm, not knowing how to ride a bicycle knowing buying, how to ride a bicycle, yeah that's true thousand dollar bicycle and being yeah. like here i go like it's yeah. not I, yeah i'm in I'm the also... bicycle competition <laughs> hello tour de france i just bought a seven thousand dollar bicycle i'm ready to yeah. go i'm ready sign me up all right yeah. so kevin what was your answer to the car so you don't get to buy a corolla you don't get to you got to buy a car today you're going to learn seat time that's honestly like a really interesting question. And I almost would buy the same stupid car that Gerard would buy. Like I already had it. I don't like it, but it just makes sense. And like, 
if you want to buy a car and be able to go drifting like right out the bat and for cheap and put the least amount of money into it like you're just going to be buying tires it, it yeah it's got to be the the 350z or the whatever g35 but like those for cars any, can look cool though uh, that that we're not even talking about that okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> but <no>. also 10 <laughs> but years no. ago they can look cool so <laughs> good if it was 10 years ago we'd all be able to afford the cheaper right-hand drives that are now super expensive so yeah, yeah. i mean i guess i guess if i if i don't want to say that car i would say the 110 it is a bit more work but it would probably be a more fun little like just straight up track time car but yeah, when you smash it, you can't get any you can't get any uh body panels or whatever for it because it's japan i think i would given the options now yes yeah maybe i would take the frs yeah maybe it, if it's the closest you get to a corolla and it's, i mean that's the thing like, it's like i guess for me the 200 horsepower is it even does it even make 200 horsepower i think the new one makes like 220 or something doesn't it? yeah i mean like i mean you can drift it sure but i mean i've seen guys drift stock frs's it's i i don't know i mean i'm sure it handles amazingly it's and super light and small honestly like i'm sure the people in the car are grinning ear to ear having a ton of fun <laughs> but it's just not fun for anybody else so this goes into the masturbation category of drifting when like <laughs> When the dudes got the cars that they love, like when it's fully for themselves, but nobody else there is having like a time with it. That's how you describe like an E36 with no windows that's just yeah. completely crumpled. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, okay, like, okay. You're not, you're not helping people enjoy the sport of drifting, but you're just, enjoying the sea time you're of just drifting, li- enjoying the living shit out of drifting. Yeah, yeah, and then but at the end of the event when nobody has pictures of you, and then you're <laughs> sad about it. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean that that's a pretty harsh like ego thing, like yeah. What? Yeah, I mean that... expecting that you have photos, <laughs> or being upset that you don't. I can tell that you've never taken photos at a drift event. I've been home for like two hours since a drift event, and like been trying to scour the internet for any sorts <laughs> of photos from the event. And then you do that like every eight hours for the next week. It is a bit not important for me, but like I am like I want to buy like a practice car or like a seat time car or whatever. It's not like I don't know how to drive, but I, I definitely feel like I could be a much better driver. And like I feel like I gotta make up for some sort of lost time that, that I was spending in the Aristo or something. I don't know. Listen, you gotta stop shitting on the Aristo every episode. <laughs> It was a dope car. It was Stop no it. the car. That's the thing is the car was sick, but like to me the car, the car getting hucked backwards into the corner and just like demolishing tires would have been fully sick. But like I found it really hard to do in that car. So I don't know if I was just not a good enough driver or the car was just difficult or like not set up properly. But like yeah, like what I wanted to do, I couldn't really do it. So that's why I'm like I need to either get more skills or a different car what about when it's it's like basically well if you raised your car it would perform better <laughs> if your if your tire wasn't as stretched it would perform better it, you know like when does it when when are you willing for it to perform better okay okay so uh <laughs> does not compute okay my cars have to work for sure like but i'll do everything in my power to make it the most crazy car 
that still sort of works. So that's kind of, yeah, that's what the Arista was. All right. So what did we land on? Zeds and or Zs and G35s are the car. If you were starting out in drifting, that's what you would buy in North America. Yeah. Are JZX 110s even that cheap? And if you were in Japan, would that even still yeah, be? Yeah, 110s are cheap, man. I mean, they're the yeah. cheapest out of the JZXs for sure. They're even the cheapest for us. So Yeah, they're the cheapest so for us. So why don't you buy one of those now? Me or him? Either one of you. Fucking well, I have I mean, that's one. What I, so. That's what I said would be. Yeah, I have one, but it's just not together. Well, you have the Blitz, right? With, yeah. But I also have the one J engine and everything that to go into it. So it would be a JZX 110, yeah. So why don't you stop and the, buying the crown Nissan? is basically a 110. Yeah, and the crown is basically a 110. Listen, okay, so the reason I don't build that car as a seat time car or as a drift car or whatever is because I actually like that car. Like for me, part of this whole seat time or practice car thing is like I kind of have to dislike the car a little bit. And I definitely am not super, super fond of G35 sedans. Like I like them for what they are, but in stock form, they're ugly, ugly, ugly cars. So. And the fact that it was totally cheap and like was going to get crushed is is kind of like now I can kind of go beat on the thing and not really worry about it too much. Whereas like a JZX 110, I know that if I put that car together or kept it nice, I could sell it for like, let's say 20 yeah. grand or whatever, right? I'm not getting yeah. 20 grand for a, for a G35 sedan. Like no way, shape or form is that even possible. Ever. So, yeah. yeah. Not on your life. If you only had one car and you had to do everything with that car, what would the car be? If I could only have one car and I had to do everything with the car, uh, I think it would including right driving now, it, like including driving it every day. Yeah, I think I think it would be the Crown. I mean, I'm driving the Crown every day right now. I like, I love driving it, and yeah, I mean, if it was, if it was six speed and had all the shit the Altezza did does, uh, that I yeah, I can't imagine not being super stoked with with that car. Gerard, same question. If you have to have one car, not just a myriad of Nissans. <laughs> you're probably, you're probably going to be surprised at my answer. It would 100% be a JZX 110. Like it'd be a Verosa or, or yeah. Not at all surprised by that answer. I'm yeah. delighted by that answer, but not <laughs> Yeah, no, it would 100% be a, a JZX 110. Cause like, yeah, like, yeah, the Nissans drive great and everything and, 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 you know, it's cool and stuff, but like I, if I'm driving it every day, it's, it's going to be a JZ. Um, just because it's it's sick and it has the potential for more power and it is a reliable car and Toyotas generally are more reliable and more robust. So I mean, if you add the daily driving into the mix, like I need my windows to work, you know, <laughs> I need the door locks to generally work. Like, uh, you know, I don't want the suspension falling apart. I feel like the actual answer then to the question because we did like the seat time is what we just said. It's like what car would bring you the most joy and check all the boxes? And it's like, if you were starting out, what would you recommend? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that, what you guys just said is the actual answer to the question. If you're starting out. The problem is those cars, the entry, the entry uh, barrier is, is much higher, right? Like you can't buy a JZX 110 for $3,000. Right. I mean, I mean, for for us here, I would say that the absolute minimum you could price almost buy a, a JZX one hundred and ten for three thousand dollars. Yeah, you can't get it landed here for three thousand dollars, and it will not be any manual means. transmission. There's not a chance. It'll oh be no, no, that's no, no, no. Will it be no a chance one, in hell? Will it be a one J? Yes, it it could yeah. be. It could be. Okay. But see, that's what I mean. It's like you, the absolute lowest price you could probably get a G thirty five sedan. The cheapest out of any of those variants would probably be the sedan, and you could 
likely find a sedan six speed for like three to six K. And there's no chance in hell that you could even get an automatic one J car for that much. So you still got to do like a $5,000 swap. You know, I said the, like the G 35, like straight, straight out of the box was comparable to the Alteza with the, with the, or better than the Alteza with the beams motor, like all day long. Mm -hmm. So then they want that to be the final answer. No Toyota (laughs) products. (laughs) But I mean, like that's the thing. Well, man. Cost, just, cost is definitely an like, issue, right? Like, cost is always an issue. Dude, I had what the car. You want I had or the what car, you can get. and I got rid of it. Like, yeah, it's, yeah like it. sure, it like it, you know that's what I mean. It ticks all the boxes. It's the perfect thing on paper. It makes the most sense. Like, if someone, if a good friend was like, "Hey, man, like, I have this budget and I want to, you know, start drifting this summer. Like, what should I do? Like, that's what I tell them to do. But like, would I do that?" no but you also <laughs> but up. you were also trying to build it as like a sick car you know what i mean it's like it's like short of doing an engine swap like you're 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 stuck with the vq which i mean i know you don't really like and i mean a lot of people really hate just because it you know sounds whack or whatever but like yeah like that's the engine that comes in that car so it's like you you got to live with every aspect of that car including it that wasn't Trump terrible you know what honestly to, to me it was probably like having the na2j is mm-hmm it's like it's right there at the cusp of being enough, but just not quite, you know. And it's like if you had the Turbo One J, it's it's there. But it's like if you if you have if I feel if you have the NA Two J, it's just not quite there. And like to get the to get anything more out of the VQ or the NA Two J is like a big step. Well, I don't know, man. The VQ is like definitely like respond. I would say the NA Two J is probably even more difficult, but like. At least you have options with the VQ. You got the you know you know headers, intakes, spacers, and a tune. Whereas like with the NA2J and the IS, like what are you gonna do? Like put it on a standalone? No, like you know what I mean. Like you can't tune the factory ECU. But yeah, I mean you got cams and headers and all that other I mean, stuff you could too. Do, you could yeah, you still have cams, headers. You could do the NAT for probably pretty cheap. But you're working with 200 horsepower versus almost 300, and and the same weight a car, right? Like an IS is about yeah. 3,200 pounds, and and I mean the Infinity isn't, but the Infinity, you know, like chassis is around 3,200 pounds, but you have almost 60 or 70 more horsepower to start with, right? So, yeah, yeah. I zoned out really hard and started imagining what drifting would look like if it was all zeds and g35s and then i was just like oh just just go on the internet it's it's done now drifting's (laughs) done nobody shoots it nobody wants to go to events so how long though till that car is is priced out you know till that car all of a sudden ten thousand dollars the g35 sedan is a ten thousand dollar car i don't know man i mean the the trannies are going up like i I just bought the trannies i just bought that uh the manual, basically everything to swap that part of the manual. <laughs> yeah, the tranny? The yeah. <laughs> everything to swap the tra- like to swap it to six speed pedals, drive shaft, everything. I think it was like twelve hundred dollars, which in my opinion is overpriced for, for a two thousand four. Like that's a lot of cake for some kind of janky tranny, a drive shaft, some pedals, and like an e brake. Like it's a lot of money, man. Like so I, I mean the, the parts are definitely going up. But I think the cars are just still fairly abundant. Like it, it had a long run. It was like 2002 yeah, to like 2008 or something like that. So I mean, that's like it's a lot of cars. And then I mean, the, the auto ones. There's the G25 Xs. Like you know, it's pretty easy to convert them all just to a five to a six-speed rear-wheel drive, right? So 
this has become a very active commercial for my least favorite drift car right now i feel like <laughs> um, i mean honestly, okay, so we could talk about the bmws because i don't know I, oh, I don't like those either very, okay go on BMW. i mean i don't know to me they're, they're the same thing as the the nissan they're just like a engineered to be sporting car they drive awesome to be lightweight not survive a long time yeah i and think yeah, a lot of people would argue exactly for bmw exactly for like sure man you know? like a ton of people would argue for bmw for sure oh no totally i i i, I bet they would I, it's just it's not for me personally yeah i, I mean i mean i don't know anything about them so maybe have, it'll have a bunch of them <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's the thing is if 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 maybe I knew a bit more about them, I'd be more inclined to to buy one of those or recommend one of those. But it's like the Nissan's familiar to me, and like I don't know, I like the brand, I like the motor, I like the the, the parts available. Like for us, it makes sense as a company. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you could just get an E46 uh, sedan. I don't know what engines they come with or whatever, but I'm sure you can get like the top engine six speed E46 sedan for probably not a lot of money now but maybe like in a year or two they're probably going to be priced out if not already thing. I, I i already consider those to be like the, those to me are already higher on the curve yeah than the Nissan. absolutely yeah like absolutely bmw it's like yeah imagine imagine 10 years ago all the dudes just like smashing e30s into walls and now it's like if like no one would dare do that because they're worth so much so it's like yeah. In ten years, the E thirty six is going to be the same thing, and people are going to be like, "I think it already is." All these kids destroying these cars, like, yeah. I think you can get an E forty six cheaper than E thirty six. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I think at this point now, like the E nineties are probably like E ninety. Like, yeah. Yeah, you can probably find E nineties everywhere now. I mean, those that's like a ten fifteen year old car already. You know, yeah. as a culture, we really like reap what we sow, and the bad <laughs> joke in here is like it's karma. Uh, I'm not going to keep that in, but it's like <laughs> take these cars that are like meant to be affordable, and then we run them all into the ground until the prices go up, and then yeah. nobody can have them. Yeah, anymore, like, but I mean, yeah, I had bad experience with the BMWs when I was younger, so I just like absolutely stayed away from them. Like, I just like fucking hated them. So that's probably the biggest reason why I don't play with them. So final answer: <laughs> we're just going to stick with Nissan is what people starting out should get. Yeah, I mean that's my answer. Uh, people, I mean, you know, like the other thing is, is just like, yeah, like use what you got, you know. Yeah, that's my answer now. Run what you brung. Yeah. So now you've got a bit of seat time, and like, you know, you've like let's let's say you've what is it like you've put in your time, you've you you paid your dues with like whatever shitty car. So you've now used the handsaw. Yeah. You've used yeah. The yeah you've used the handsaw. <laughs> and now you're like, yo, I'm getting a chainsaw. And like, do you go out? Yeah. Do you go out and like buy the craziest chainsaw, or do you, you know, like, are you are you wise fab gangster now? Like, you like, yo, I need more angle, bro. I need like, I need an LS, bro. Like, you need all this stuff now, or or do you just like level up a little bit? I think at this point, it's like build what you think is sick. And which which I think it, I, I what I did want to touch on that. I I don't think it's bad to just like building cars, you know? Like yeah. what if you just like yeah. having a no. sick car and like, you're not so into drifting, like you want to go to an event, sure. No, no, cool. totally. like, but like, yeah, like what if you just want to have a I, sick car? Yeah. That's the thing is like, I, I'm coming at it from like solely like the, like the drifting point of view. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, 
if there's a million reasons to build a car and there's a million reasons why you want to purchase that product and put it on your car, mm-hmm. it, you know, and it doesn't have to be about being a better driver or being able to like do a certain maneuver Move, at a certain yeah. place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to be like, Oh fuck, look at this like quote unquote drift car that you don't even drift. It's like, I mean, maybe the dude just likes drift looking cars. Like, I don't know. Cool. Uh, Mitch used to win best drift car for his JVX one. <laughs> <laughs> that shows <laughs> that dude didn't drift. Yeah, that's funny. My own personal opinion was like, I like to have a sick car that I drift. It, I mean, when people call their cars a drift car, I mean, I guess that's that's essentially what it is. But for me, it's like I want to build a car that I think is fully sick and drift it. That's kind of where you know. That's why I had the Arista. That's why I had the Cressida because I thought those cars were sick and I drifted those cars. I mean, I've never straight out purchased the car that would be the best for drifting either. And, you know, like even when I bought the Corolla, I knew the S13 was a better drift car. I don't know if I know anybody that straight out buys the best car for drifting. 240, bro. 240. 240 is the best, like, you know, like was the best. Yeah. Yeah, Which I guess are, today is the 350Z. Yeah, but Corolla dudes would argue against that. And I think that they're... I don't think any Corolla dude that actually drifts his car would ever argue that a Corolla <laughs> is a better drift car. Then they're just jerking themselves off. Like, Well, when I watched the Drift Bible, it was in there. And I thought that was... Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Like, um, that's that's like initial D type shit right there. Yeah. Well, uh, the main character in Initial D He never spilled his tofu liquid. <laughs> tofu liquid. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think he's trying to not spill the... I don't know. I no, thought yeah, no, I know. But it's just funny wine. when you say it's a, tofu It's a liquid. cup of water. It's oh, a yeah, cup yeah. of water. Is it a cup of water? Yes. He, he has to drive so smoothly that the water doesn't come out of the cup. Yeah. I'm Googling this. <laughs> <laughs> I am Corolla God. Don't you dare. Down Takumi no. <laughs> Did you watch initially all of it? Yeah, obviously. It. Yeah, of course he has. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be a I haven't seen guy. the live action movie. It's a live no. action movie. Dang. It's the tofu store. So he works. Yeah, he works store. at a tofu store. He delivers store. tofu. He delivers but, tofu. Yeah, but the and water. I the point was the liquid. <laughs> no. the like, guys. I think that the, the water in the cup was just a test to like improve his yeah. driving. Yeah, his dad yeah, tricked him exactly. into making him a good driver. With yes. Point, right? Yes. He okay, well, you seem to know an awful lot about it for not seeing it. <laughs> I've seen, I know, I've seen some of it, but I thought it was like he was carrying because it was tofu delivery. And then there's the brine. I eat a lot of tofu. And there's the brine that. Tofu. Well, there you go. You said brine, but, but like, isn't that you say is, tofu liquid? It sounded weird. Wouldn't that be like the raw tofu? They wouldn't be delivering raw tofu when they would. What do you mean raw I mean, tofu? I guess they would be. Like no, I guess that tofu? makes more sense. Well, yeah, <laughs> tofu that's what I, I always thought. No, I always thought in my mind they were delivering like cooked tofu to people. <laughs> like, well, here's your tofu. T- like, it's, it's like a like a pizza. Oh, like a, like a takeout order. Oh, yeah, like a takeout order. Yeah. Only sells no. tofu? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's Japan. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> it seems like so oh, unfeasible. He's, he's delivering like. Like, yeah, raw tofu. I'm pretty sure it's okay. raw tofu. Yeah, okay, well, then the brine, totally, the, the brine totally seems like a feasible thing. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's in buckets in the back of the car or something, right? You just so want to spill the bucket. Like, yeah, <laughs> Imagine, you know, I'll take an order of fried tofu. It's going to rip God. down from the mountain. Can I get some vegetables with that? No, man. Tofu yeah. store. Just tofu. Tofu. Yeah. 
All right, now we're really far off topic. Yeah, I don't like, mind. Either. We've been like, I like, I don't want five minutes of initial D in this fucking podcast. <laughs> Where were we? Um, what you would build? Is, yeah, what you would build. But at the, and I think you touched on it. What you would build is at that point, it's whatever you want. Okay. Okay, Ryan, That's, I got a better question. Yeah. So what if if you know, relatively speaking, money was no option, and you wanted to build a drift car what what would you build to learn with an aristo <laughs> uh, which is a bad imagine, choice. imagine the imagine the aristo can just sit there yeah i would buy a jzx 100 i guess or a 110 i would actually get a jzx 110 to for 40,000 or what <laughs> yeah if money's no option i'm going to get a jzx 110 not a verosa cuz i can't do that i'd get like the mark 2 okay that yeah. would be that i'd be happy so so I got a question for y'all. Uh, what do you say to the guy who's like, yo, I'm going to build the sickest drift car. It's going to be like a, like a UCF 20 or like a, like a Q45. And I'm going to like do this and I'm going to do that. And it's going to be so sick. And like, you know, you're just like, man, like you're doing the most, like, just don't even do that. Just like, unless like no idea what unless- you're getting into. Unless that dude builds like one car a year or has built ten cars, then he stands no chance, you know, I, in the world. I'll tell you what I would do. Politely nod my head until I could exit the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and just be like, right on, man. And there's always there is always that guy. Like we get guys like guys or people or whatever all the time being like oh yeah like i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that i'm gonna build this and you're just like first of all you're probably not gonna build any of that but second of all like dude you're so far over your head like you have no idea like what's involved to like even get that car i mean even we get that with dudes just trying to like drive their cars super low they just like have no idea you try to help but like they're just so every little incremental step you make an advancement in your vehicle whether it be like okay, I'm going to have X amount of horsepower or my cars are going to be like X centimeters off the ground. Like for every centimeter lower you go, it becomes infinitely harder to get there. And same thing. It's like, you know, to go from 200 horsepower to 300 horsepower isn't super hard, but going from 700 horsepower to 800 horsepower is a, is a bunch of work. And going from 1,000 horsepower to 1,100 horsepower is double as much work. And yeah, like, like we, these dudes, you know, these dudes talk to us and they're like, oh, yeah, man, you know, I'm just building my carts. You know, I need that clutch. It's going to have to hold 700, 800 horsepower. And it's like, well, how much horsepower do you have now? And it's like 300. It's like, well, then, you know, they're like, oh, is this clutch going to be drivable? And it's like, well, is your 800 horsepower Jay-Z going to be drivable? Like, yeah. they don't really comprehend. It's a whole system and everything has to work together. It's a steep learning curve. Probably part of the reason back then when I blogged more was because I felt the need to always try to like educate people to some extent for whatever knowledge that I had or share my opinion. So if anyone ever wanted to talk to me about something, I would try to be truthful with them. And then the more you go down that rabbit hole and probably the more experience you have with it, like you guys have, it becomes harder and harder to repeatedly have to have Oh yeah, gray sky conversation with people that just want to be like blue sky. It's not going to yeah. work the way you want, and it's going to be a headache. And then eventually, you're going to turn 27 and realize that like cars are very expensive, and the ROI on it isn't entirely there. Yeah, and, like and you you're going to buy a house. 
he could have just been drifting a three three fifty Z the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's my dismay. You know, sometimes you can't just yeah. be told you're doing it wrong. You got to do it wrong yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. but that's part of it. Is like you have to learn from your mistakes. But then there's also people that it doesn't go their way and they just give up and walk away from everything, right? Like oh, absolutely. Scorch earth behind, and I'm never coming back to this. Yeah, I feel like those people don't don't hang out in cars or or don't do drifting. You know what I mean? It's like that person's not going to last at the skate park. I always like refer to those people as like tourists to the scene right like they're not part of it what happens when the dude who's been to all the events like been in the scene like had the cars then shows up with the like thousand horsepower like full crazy angle complete ridiculous car like you don't really hate on him right no he's definitely put in his dues he paid his dues right yeah yeah also at that point he's probably you're not hating on driver you're not hating on the car yeah exactly he's probably a g yeah, he's probably just like chucking it Not backwards. You, and like, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Kevin, are you trying to get at the point that we don't hate the cars, we hate the people? I, I uh, yeah, I hate everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's probably a bit of both. You know what I mean? Like, I guarantee you, when dudes show up with one hundreds in the states, and like, you know, they got like VSKFs and like like car modified arrow and like Ganadors and like Ganadors. there's def- <laughs> there's definitely like a bunch of people like oh like fuck this guy like eh, you know what i mean like you're always gonna say must be nice there's always gonna be you're gonna yeah. walk by it must be nice like that's yeah one yeah, thing exactly. one thing i will say though with the aristo is there wasn't a whole lot of that i don't know if it was just too far out there like there were people that are like yo that's a cool car but like there wasn't there weren't that many people that really saw that and were like i'm gonna build that like i mean maybe i just didn't know but i feel like it still took a while to catch on. And I think obviously with Hurt building one, it's going to sort of like propel that chassis to superstardom of some sort. But like, there's not a whole lot of people like pining to build fucking GS drift cars. Whereas like, I feel like a 100, people are like, yo, like I want that car. You know what I mean? I don't know why, but that's just how it is. The Aristo has a North American counterpart to it. So it, yeah, it kind it's of- It's not as exotic. Yeah. The Aristo is always followed with an explanation and that's what i yeah. find with my car it's like you can't just say like oh i drive a porsche or i drive a supra it doesn't yeah. explain itself you have to say it's an aristo <laughs> which is a gs300 but from japan but yeah. it came with a super and like and i'm saying yeah. when you're talking to people that don't no. get it absolutely super engine. and oh but they only came auto but mine's a manual and it's yeah. real world drive yeah and then like you're trying to give them a sales yeah. pitch on it's, why it's your car too far it's cool it's, yeah. it's too far like gone to understand like Here's like buddy guy A who's like uh, S13, S14, and you're like 700 horse Aristo with like everything under the sun, and he's like, uh, that looks cool, I guess. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they just don't understand. Cool GS, yeah, it's too far of a disconnect because it yeah. looks familiar yeah. to a car that you've never pined after. Like it's like, oh, my grandpa drove a GS. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing with the Your stage too. Like GS? when I built. No, my grandpa didn't, but I mean, like, some dude would say that. I know. And, <laughs> and like I was just saying, with the Stasia, same thing. It's too far gone. I could explain all day long that that is an FM chassis, same as a G35, same as a 350Z. Eight, 80% of the people would be like, uh, cool wagon. And then the second I bought that G35 and posted it, everyone's like, oh, you're making G35 parts? Like, oh, my God, like, sick. Like, G, like, Z, make Z parts. And I'm just like, I literally had this conversation, like, months ago. 
that I purchased this other car that's the same car, but looks different. But like people are just like, they just don't understand, right? They want what's easy and they what they know. Like people just need to know. Good. So what did we land on? It's a balance, which is what we all kind of figured out coming into this. Is the seat time or the build more important? And I think, yeah, I'm not going to answer the question. Who fucking cares what I think? For me, it's a baseline. You got to have like a certain baseline that isn't the bottom. And then you could get a lot of seat time in whatever that baseline is. So how much horsepower is that? Let's like actually. I would say down. like 270 to 300 in a 32 Depends on the weight of the car. car. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like coilovers would be great. You can weld the diff. You could do it with a stock seat and stock steering wheel. Yeah. Um, you could probably do it without coilovers, you know? Yeah. And honestly, yeah. like I won a drift event in the Corolla with an open diff, but coilovers. <laughs> Yeah, but you're Kevin but, from Serial Nine. That's a different yeah, story. I mean, you just gotta you just gotta drive Mach Ten and, and hock the car as hard as you possibly can. But all right, did we solve the age old debate? I think we, we, we did. Which we came did first. a lot of things. As Gerard wanted to frame it, which came first, <laughs> the seat time, time or the build or the build? Far out of the way. I don't really understand how like one came first is relative to like which one is more <laughs> yeah. important though at all either. So, that's not the that's, that's what I'm saying. You don't really know which one came. You know what I mean? Which... All right. Well, that was a great episode. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Thanks for hanging out with us. Funny story though. Like all when right. I was. When I was say uh, goodbye, Gerard, and then I'll turn off the recording. Oh, and then we'll talk. Goodbye, Gerard. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Serial Podcast Nine.